0: Welcome to The Guiding Light on Route 66. I'm Father Richard Vega, your host. And well, as you heard last week, my co-host is no longer here. However, I have a new victim, I mean guest with me. (laughs) Emanuel Flores, hey, how you doing?
1: Doing well, Father. It's an honor to be here with you for the third time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Somehow, I don't think you imagined that this was going to be part of your job.
1: No, definitely. It wasn't in the job description. <laughs>
0: oh, it is. In that very it last is? line, or as the pastor sees fit or oh, necessary. Oh, sure. I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, so this is as the pastor sees fit or necessary. Yes. Well, anyway, today is the 29th of September. And
1: what does that mean? <laughs> does that mean?
0: <laughs> okay, obviously didn't read anything today, or didn't prepare prayers today. So the twenty ninth of September is the feast of the guard of the archangels Michael, Gabriel, and Raphael.
1: Ah, uh, yes. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Just walk with me. Accompany- I'm, walking. I'm walking. I'm walking. So, uh, so have you heard those names?
1: Yes, of course, many times. Where? Um, <laughs> as you reminded me the other day in scripture, for one, yes, they exist so, in scripture.
0: <laughs> but but you're not a big believer in angels. I didn't say I didn't believe. I'm just <laughs> I'm uh, not be defensive. I. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I'm not very devoted
1: to to angels. So. Okay, so. but you do know Except, there is. Uh, go ahead. Well, I was going to say when when I used to be in the seminary, my congregation was dedicated to, or not dedicated, but they had a special patron saint michael the archangel so any particular reason um no i don't remember i mean because he's like one of the you know the big defender of the church or whatever one of the patrons yes that is true Uh so then we had him as kind of our protector our heavenly protector and so i guess i always saw it as like very symbolic and very masculine patron (laughs) but so i liked it because of that but but i was never he uh,
0: he always shows up wearing armor exactly and do you like know why fighting with the sword and everything so. yes well uh, actually that is his, his iconography is usually a shield a sword very much the warrior mm-hmm. do you know why
1: uh because is i'm not sure if this is in the bible but he <laughs> cast out <laughs> because of the fight no no it is in the bible i remember the passage now yeah so he fights he fought against satan and the rebellion the the angels that rebelled in the great rebellion and uh, that they mentioned his name. As...
0: Well, you're, what you're trying to reference to is the Book of Revelation. Yes, exactly. It, it talks about the great, great Michael, the the, uh, the prince, the warrior. So, but actually, the first time Michael appears is actually in the Book of Daniel. Hmm. He makes an appearance there first, and so he's he is portrayed as very much the warrior, very much as the defender of God's people. But in general. Um, would you agree or disagree that most people tend to think that angels are a reality, even though from a philosophical standpoint, which <laughs> <laughs> you could see his eyes already. So, But do you realize that people do believe in angels? Yes, I do realize. It was- and very much so, mm-hmm. because people, their stories about how people were stranded, dire situations, mm-hmm. there was no one around, and all of a sudden somebody appears. Yeah. And they get the assistance, the help, uh, the whatever they need. And then when they turn around to thank the individual, poof, they're gone. Mm-hmm. And, and so it is interesting. I mean, the amount of uh books that are written about angels, the amount of uh I'll call it paraphernalia, you mm-hmm. know, like uh uh mementos that have angel wings and all, you know the the mm-hmm. little uh wings that people put all over the place so it is amazing that people are very ha- have bought heavily into the angel stock yeah but we we do recognize that you know do you even know what angels are or what it means the the term
1: i mean i think it means um yeah it comes from greek i believe Angelos, page. which means to be sent or something like
0: that. Right, they're usually messengers, mm-hmm. messengers, or right. servants of the Lord. Of course, we'd have to get the the Greek translation. <laughs> this is not just some typical low life show. Exactly. <laughs> We're educated here. Yeah, I'm educated. <laughs> <laughs> I,
1: I am educated. I, I am. know s- certain aspects of an- angelology or whatever you call <laughs> it.
0: <laughs> angelology. I've never Ange- heard it called. <laughs> <that>. <laughs> there's
1: a there's a specific branch of theology called like.
0: Oh well, really? So I think so. Well, anyway, so when we look at the 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 angels, the three of them it, that we celebrate—Michael, Gabriel, and Raphael—we recognize that they are in Scripture. Oddly enough, though, um, Gabriel's appearance doesn't first isn't first with in the Annunciation. He's actually in the Book of Isaiah. Did you know that?
1: Um, no, I don't remember.
0: Yeah, in it, it's in reference to the messianic prophecy okay. that a savior will be born.
1: But do they mention him by name, or just? not?
0: Not in Isaiah. Okay, it's not till later. Yeah, but it, but it is interesting that, and then the book uh, Raphael is only mentioned in the book of Tobit. Mm-hmm. So each of them comes to manifest or reveal a unique aspect of God. Yeah. So like. Uh, when we look at uh, Michael, you know, kind of like reflects God or mm-hmm. um, shines upon God, it, it is very much that that element of he reflects God's glory, God's presence, and God's honor, and he protects God's people. And so that is why he is very much uh, the protector. Oddly enough, he is the patron saint of like firemen, police officers, and, and those kind of uh, first responders who seem to be in those uh, lines of work where they defend others, mm-hmm. uh, the weak, the the vulnerable. So we, we do that. Then when you get to Raphael, it's very much the healing aspect. I don't. Do you do you know the story of, of of Tobit and Raphael?
1: Um. Yes, to a certain extent. I mean, I know <laughs> there's something about like Tobit getting pooped on by like birds, and his he becomes blind, and so then his son. Tobias, Tobias 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 has to go like find um, a cure or something a remedy a remedy so then when he goes out he meets uh, like a key, he randomly gets this companion who in the end you realize I mean the, the companion helps him along the quest and then you realize it in the end he's an angel of god
0: now you have to admit that 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 particular book is written in the diaspora in, in the in the Greek Uh so there there are certain elements that some of our jewish brothers and sisters would say "Eh." i don't know that it's authentic Uh because it reflects a particular viewpoint of those outside of jerusalem
1: as they used to say as the romans used to say don't trust the greeks even when they come bearing gifts yes
0: (laughs) so anyway so in 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 the book of tobit that is the only place where you have uh, raphael Uh and then gabriel while found in the Messianic prophecies, but not by name, makes his appearance when it comes to the Annunciation. Mm-hmm. It, it is he who bears good news, asking um, Mary if she'd be willing to part- participate in the plan of salvation by saying yes to the Incarnation. <laughs> Why are you looking at me like no. <laughs> I'm not leading you to some evil path. No, no, I'm just listening. Are <laughs> surprised I know this much? <laughs> Just because I'm domestically trained doesn't mean <laughs> I, my education is poor or anything like that.
1: I, I have not studied Biblical theology, you have.
0: So, <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so when, when we look at this, but it is interesting that people tend to think that angels are messengers or the presence of God, mm-hmm. and yet when we look at the archangels, we recognize that they have a unique role in the story of salvation. Defending God's people, uh, being a remedy for God's people, and then being the good news to God's people. Mm-hmm. So so that is kind of what's there. Now, interestingly enough, you and I are both watching a series <laughs> that talks about another angel. Yes. And that angel is? Lucifer. Lucifer, <laughs> the fallen angel. Now, how do you see, from what you've seen, uh-huh. how do you see the angels being portrayed there because uh-huh. now this is based on a, a tv series yeah so how do you see angels portrayed there
1: so they have like a very interesting idea i think of of angels i was talking to you the other day and we you know we mentioned that it really seemed like even though i mean the show maybe for some will we'll, just by hearing the name like oh it's called lucifer it might be like something demonic or something evil. right but we were talking about how like it really seems like Whoever wrote the show or whoever's directing it knows a lot about Catholic theology.
0: Yeah, um, it would seem to be. Uh-huh.
1: And I think one of the the ways that we that you could defend this is precisely of how they represent the angels. Like each angel is a particular reflection of God's gifts. You know, like each angel has like a specific gift um, and, and quality and like something attached to him that in a sense... I mean, in the show, obviously, it's like a superpower, so to say. But but I think in, in Christian theology, the angels are represented as having, as representing like a specific aspect of God in as much as like, I mean, like all of creation is said to represent certain elements of God. And, and, and even there's, you know, spiritual theology that develops how each one of us is kind of a, a very particular way in which God manifests himself, right? So I think the angels, for example, and, and I don't know you were mentioning, um, Raphael is, is more as, uh, uh, sorry... Yeah, Raphael is more like whatever, God heals or something the, like that. The, the medicinal character. Yeah, the medicinal character or, or um yeah. Gabriel, Michael, or yeah, Michael Michael is more like the defender, et cetera. So the same thing happens I think in the show of Lucifer, they represent the angels as each one having a specific power and in that sense um manifesting God's power in a certain like very specific way.
0: Yeah, I th- I think that the the it, it, even Lucifer himself mm-hmm struggles with the whole question of free will reflecting god coming to understand god's uh plan and salvation mm-hmm. and and even even pe- well people would say well he's cast down into hell when we were, we were both talking about the fact that the punishment is not something that lucifer does to them mm-hmm. but rather it's what the people do to themselves yeah which which is kind of a very different way, and oddly enough, you know, when you look at uh, Lucifer's name, mm-hmm. Lucifer Morning Star, which reflects what is found in Scripture, and mm-hmm. when they talk about the fallen angel as the one who is the Morning Star, so it is yeah. somebody who obviously knew some biblical theology, biblical knowledge, and had some theological background in order to make all these connections mm-hmm. and the other piece that you and i were talking about while the um the three archangels reflect elements of god's goodness we were both talking about is it possible that satan has been so corrupted that he no longer reflects any of god's life and love because he was created by god yeah but if god created him has his <laughs> has he lost that identity which is of god
1: how philosophical do you want me to
0: get here (laughs) i'll tell you when when you've reached the (laughs) no i mean uh, seriously because it's interesting because like when people die Mm -hmm. no one says oh emmanuel became a saint we'll say oh we have a little angel in heaven watching over us (laughs) no our, our our job our role is not to become angels, mm-hmm. these non corporeal beings. We are, you and I, mm-hmm. as well as the rest of the, the, the Christian assembly, are called to reflect attributes of God's life. Mm-hmm. And so, why, are, why do people think we become angels rather than saints who reflect part of God's life to others? Mm-hmm. Uh, see, that's the part I don't get. And, you know, one of our, our mutual friends, uh, Jaime Munoz, of happy memory, you know, would always be very upset when he said, oh, we have a little angel in heaven. Yeah. No, we don't. We have a saint in yeah. heaven who's watching over us.
1: Well, I think the, the idea is, uh, I, I don't think they know what, they're, what they mean when they say that. I think it's mainly like that they're their way of saying like this person was very innocent and pure or something like, I don't know if a, if a child died, for example, it's very tragic, but at the same time, there's, there's something of innocence there that wasn't lost. So you would say, Oh, little angel in heaven or something. But I think it, it, it has more to do maybe with like, and this is, this is where, I, where sometimes I kind of distance myself from the angelic uh, realm. realm <laughs> When like people, you know, I don't know, like you see all the little cliche, like angel, puffy, like cute little angels painted here and there. I mean, it comes from, you know, like, I don't know, like I, I think of Raphael and his paintings, you know, the, yeah. the very cute little like chubby angels there. And in Rome, you see these all, all over the place, like statues, paintings, and everything. So, so they, they, you know, they're cute, and then they're they're innocent. So I think when they say something like that, they they refer to the kind of like this, this immaculate like angelic, um, angelic like feature. But at the same time, I think you're right in saying that that that's not what we're supposed to like emulate or want to be mm-hmm. because sanctity isn't. Um, I think for one, it's definitely not becoming something that we're not. You know, it's it's not this uh, like whitewashing of ourselves to become some superior being like an angel, um, and and I think that that it has a lot to say more than just like you know getting mad because they say angel not saint, which is I think very already very telling. I think that the deeper idea is that that somehow they want to become something that is so pure and removed from what we actually are, which is humans. With our original sin and our struggle and, and sanctity really is I think overcoming not not completely er- eradicating or erasing that um, you know our, our human our humanness, so to say, mm-hmm. but to to understand that God loves us and in his mercy to he, he has come and become human so that our humanity can be elevated to you know to his divinity, so in a sense, our being human, our being saints uh, is in no way inferior than some angelic. Um, power. So I think, as as you well said, we, we shouldn't be saying like, Oh, um, the goal, of, I don't know, we, he became a little angel. No, like, hopefully, he became a saint, uh, somebody who, who was able to lift his humanity to God.
0: Well, it's funny, because, you know, uh, recently, we read Paul's letter to the Thessalonians. Mm-hmm. And in it, there seems to be a group of people that believe that Christ was inferior to the angels. And in the letter to the Hebrews, we get that same sentiment, because Paul will say, even though he was made less than the angels, you know, it's almost like humanity is less than. And yet the one thing that Christ does, or Paul tries to make very clear, is by the incarnation, that which is divine has raised human nature above what the angels are. And and I think we struggle with that because we look at our sinfulness, we look at our predisposition to sin, and because we're not perfect, we somehow think that that somehow is tainted. And because they're the angels are non-corporeal, and they're, like you said, perfect little people who reflect God's goodness, that somehow that is better than the human. Mm-hmm. And, and yet Paul makes it very clear, no. The incarnation gives us a share of God's life, and it was there from the beginning in the very book, the very book of Genesis. Mm-hmm. We see that God breathes into man and woman mm-hmm. and gives them his life. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we really don't know how angels were created other than they are, and yet somehow <laughs> they, <laughs> they, 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 they somehow seem to rank ahead of us, and yet Paul makes it very clear, no humanity ranks above the mm-hmm. angels because just as Christ shared in our humanity we share in his divinity mm-hmm. and and i think people struggle with that yeah. because of sinfulness
1: also i think um, in some theological spheres <laughs> there is speculation <laughs> about how like you know some people have have said or at least i've ever heard people you know in, in speaking of you know how why satan um chose fell. to yeah why he fell he chose to like go against god or whatever um and then eventually f- become from the highest angel to you know the lowest demon so to say um and some people say it's because of this because he knew of god's plan to become human and so he decided not to uh, follow i guess a god who who would reach so low as to become human or maybe you know how his pride and um, got him to to not want something higher than him especially not something that was physical and, and you know, material and, and in a sense lower than, than his pure spiritual being. So I think this is, you know, this is what you were saying right now. Like we, we really are in a sense higher than the angels because because God himself didn't choose to become an angel. He chose to become like human and to assume our flesh and to become one of us. And in that sense to to take all of our humanity and take it back up to the divinity, to the divine. So now we are we are meant to be, you know, part of that, mystical body of christ in the trinity so we're we're meant to be assumed into that divinity so in a sense we we are we have a higher calling than the angels
0: oddly enough i i don't know why like when it comes to mary there's none of this uh controversy yeah but only with jesus and with ourselves which i i find odd mm-hmm. that no one says oh mary's an angel <laughs> she's queen of angels uh-huh But no one would ever say, oh, no, Mary's like an angel. So I I do find that odd. Why are they willing to say yes? Is it because of the Immaculate Conception? But then, you know, she was, you know, as we say, the pervening grace. The (laughs) gift of salvation was given to her. You were surprised I knew that word. (laughs) (laughs) I I did study. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You just think I've gotten too old that I forget all these things. No. <laughs> no, Father, never, never, never.
1: I haven't studied theology. <laughs> You're
0: just surprised I still remember it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, but I do find it interesting that Mary doesn't have all these controversies. Christ does, and we do. Mm-hmm. And, and I think people struggle with the fact that we share in God's life and God's love. Mm-hmm. Mary got the gift early where Johnny comes lately to the party. We still get the gift, but people are like, oh, I don't know if it's as good as the first time around. <laughs> Maybe it was better with Mary, but not with you. Yeah. And, and so I, I think that is part of the struggle. So even though in celebrating Michael, Gabriel, and Raphael, you know, God's strength, God's uh, message of good news, and God's remedy, we have a hard time seeing that in ourselves that we are the defenders of the poor, we are the defend we are the messengers of good news and that we bring God's healing remedy to other people. Mm-hmm. Now oddly enough, you would think that what with one big feast on the 29th we'd be done. <laughs> but you are wrong. Yes. And we have October 2nd. October 2nd, yeah. Which is the feast of the Well, it's not even a feast, it's the memorial.
1: Guardian Angels?
0: The Guardian Angels. Yes. Which <laughs> you believe even less. <laughs>
1: perhaps perhaps it's just sometimes i think you know like why why do we need um how to say it? like an an intervention or like a like a buffer between us and god i think god acts directly in our lives and he protects us directly and, and he cares about us personally and individually so much so that there is no need for a guardian angel like i just i don't know sometimes i, I struggle with that i don't know what's what, what are well
0: I, I think what what it tries to do is kind of um what's the word it it tries to make tangible that 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 presence of god around us by it's by putting like another person there although i do find it odd that we list nine ranks of angels
1: yeah i've always found that out
0: (laughs) was someone bored one day and said let's have angels archangels thrones dominions principalities what else can we call although when i look at that i don't they Uh don't really sound like the names of angels i don't get it are they biblical uh paul i think is the one who enumerates them in one of his readings i remember that yeah but so are they biblical? yes but i don't know i i think it's a lot of speculation Mm -hmm. on the ranks of them
1: It'd be it's, interesting to see the tradition of like how, why Paul would say that, or why? Like, well, or,
0: like, I do know that in the Eastern Church, fourth century is when this kind of starts taking off. Okay. And it's not until the fifth or sixth century, uh, liturgically, I can't remember, it starts on the on the western side. Mm. But the East, I guess that, that element of messenger, and I think part of it comes because um, in the book of Genesis, when uh God comes to visit uh, Abraham and Sarah, there's three guests, mm-hmm. but the other two do not talking they're just there and so I don't know if you've ever seen that icon mm-hmm. of the three three yeah. angels three yeah. beings all together Paribleth. yes so I don't know if it's from that or where the idea of the angels now again, even in uh Genesis, the idea of the angel of death yeah that God's force will come through, and be the destroyer. Mm-hmm. So the again, an angel of death.
1: Are oh, even in Revelation? I, I most of like, the four horsemen or whatever they yeah. are, all these things. They, I mean, they seem to be like some sort of angelic force. That...
0: They seem to well, they seem to be a force sent by God, or yeah. somehow God gives them permission mm-hmm. to exercise death, pestilence, all these things mm-hmm. around them. So, um, I don't know if you saw good omens.
1: Just like the first episode, I think
0: it's interesting how uh, movies, books, and all stuff tries to characterize all of these elements. Mm -hmm. So how they portrayed, you know, the the four elements of destruction of the apocalypse, and you know, in in scripture, the demon Lucifer is portrayed as the great dragon. Mm -hmm. So so it is interesting how throughout history, the evil one is portrayed in these, uh, I would call it like flashy, very uh, menacing mm-hmm. terms. And yet when you look at Michael, Gabriel, and Rayfield, they're buff, they're wonderful, they're yeah. they, they, it's like they've been at the gym <laughs> for the last two years and True. are getting ready for competition. They're going to mm-hmm. do weightlifting. So it is interesting how they are portrayed even in yeah. art and in um, poetry in different ways. Yeah with like the gifts mm. that they can have
1: but then we drop from there to like cute little angel babies and that's yes. you see.
0: <laughs> well, well that's the thing it's like there there does seem to be this inconsistency yeah. of how angels are portrayed
1: well speaking of iconography um i also really like how the eastern church um or how you know the icon mm-hmm. tradition they represent the uh what are they called the seraphims or whatever yeah like the ones that are six winged yeah with like six wings and because i know in the bible there's something about like them having wings and then eyes all over or something. yes i know it's all very symbolic and it means something more than you just the physical because they don't have a physical body right but but at the same time i like how like the, the eastern church has like no shame so to say in in, in representing something symbolic as a symbol yeah, not as a cute baby like literally there's this little head with six wings and it's yes. so weird but it's 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 symbolic because it's it's what's in the bible
0: i wonder if it has to do with um our particular view of sin and the human body perhaps because i don't know that the eastern church gets as hung up as we do with like nakedness and all those things because we do know that in you know when um the crucifix was first being formulated mm-hmm. jesus was naked on it and then they had to cover him up and even when we look at certain art in the vatican
1: yeah <laughs> the most annoying case, which is Michelangelo's ju- Last Judgment. Yes, he had finished painting, and the, the the cardinals were like, "No, no, 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 no. no nudity." So <laughs> then you go again, and they he had a paint over every single body. I mean, some of them are still naked, but he painted over. I think Mary and Jesus, he put like a cloth over Jesus, and then Mary is fully clothed because before everyone was naked in the the painting of the Last yeah. Judgment. So I think we are more iffy with with nakedness in in art.
0: I, I think we are. I think we struggle with that. I'm surprised. You know, I'm surprised that the church allowed David to exist, oh, yeah. because I would have thought they would have gotten. Although rid of that.
1: originally they actually did have, because uh, I, I went to to, where is he? Milan. Milan. Yeah, and um, no, Florence. He's in Florence, I think. Is he in Florence? Yeah, in the Uffizi or something. Uh, in, or something. In, so, it, you're right. Yeah. It's in the Uffizi. So then, they used to have like a golden <laughs> cover for for his
0: a little god piece. piece. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Like an entire, like basically underwear for him, but it was like made of, it was like golden colored. Exactly. So, but then after a while they were like, okay, no, this is such a perfect work of art that we shouldn't be adding stuff onto it that wasn't there. So then they took it off and
0: now. Yeah. So I, I, I I don't know if it's our propensity towards sin Mm -hmm. or our shamefulness, because it it is interesting that in the scriptures, after Adam and Eve sin, they, you know, so clothes for themselves mm-hmm. and so and and when god says where are you he said i hid myself He says, why because i was naked so somehow the nakedness seems to cause yeah a concern <laughs>
1: Definitely.
0: so i so i do find that odd uh-huh. but i but it, it is interesting that when it comes to angels they got long flowing garments yeah. you know billowy golden hair mm-hmm. <laughs> blue eyes yeah <laughs> And perfect wings <laughs> and, then, and then you got the little chub guys yeah so I think we struggle with trying to give them a an image or a, a concept that we can find ourselves in mm-hmm. so it's hard it's hard to believe that that is where we're at so anyway, it's hard hard to believe we're already at the end of our time mm. <laughs> see it's great conversation it's great conversation <laughs> so the 29th, we celebrate the Feast of the Archangels, mm-hmm. Michael, Gabriel, and Raphael. So to all of our people who are named Michael, Gabriel, and Raphael. And then we were having a conversation today in the car with Father uh, Armando. Because in, in some traditions, Uriel and Ariel are also listed as archangels. Yeah. But we think that that, again, has to do more with artwork than with, we don't find them an aerial or in Spanish, it's Ariel, Uriel. Do we ever find them in, in scriptures? Mm-hmm. But somehow, in somebody started making a fourth angel, and we ended up with, with four archangels. But scripture only gives us three. Yes. And then on uh, Saturday, we will celebrate the Feast of the Guardian Angels. Yes. Again, a sign of God's protection and a care for us. A buffer us <laughs> in God. Not a buffer. <laughs> a reminder that God loves us, protects us, and is always with us. Sure. So, again, it... it this our goal is not to be an angel our goal is to be a saint fully human fully human fully divine fully sharing in God's eternal glory
1: who was it that said um man's glory is no God's sorry God's glory is man fully alive I forget who it was
0: it wasn't Carl Rahner, was it no
1: no <laughs> <laughs> maybe
0: Newman it might have been Newman but I don't remember But I I would have voted for Ronner, but I know you would turn me down.
1: (laughs) I think he was older. But yeah, anyways.
0: Anyway, that is our call, to be fully human. We're not called to be angels, but angels are the messengers that tell us of God's presence, God's strength, and God's healing power in our lives. So thank you for joining us this weekend. We'll see who appears on the chair when next we gather. (laughs) (laughs) Who will be my next victim? Yes. But anyway, remember the church is open, and beginning on the 3rd of October, we are going to be celebrating our 5 o'clock mass. It's re- reinstated into the schedule. Sunday, 5 p.m. Limited so,
1: engagement. <laughs> what? So it's St. Ire- Irenaeus. Oh, St. Irenaeus. So said very that. old. V- ancient, a lot, a lot patristic the- fathers. Yeah, patristic fathers.
0: Our patristic fathers. See? Thanks for helping. <laughs> All right. Thank you all for listening. Remember, you're listening to us on The Guiding Light on Route 66. This episode of The Guiding Light on Route 66 was recorded in Azusa, California and produced by SFR Media Productions. Music for the intro and outro was used with permission from Epidemic Sound. For music like this and more, please visit epidemicsound.com. For more information about this podcast, please visit www.sfrchurch.org.